Dimitri. Well done. My fingers hurt, and I wasn't playing. And he's not reading. There's no music he's looking at over there. I wonder how many notes, any thousands of notes he just did from memory. And then Mary, not to be overshadowed, had no music in front of her either. Bravo, both of you. Thank you so very, very much. There are a bit more than a million people living in Fulton County, Georgia. A bit over a million. So if you live in Fulton County, you're one in a million. But the Atlanta metropolitan area has around six million people. So you're one in six today, except it's Super Bowl Sunday and there are, are saying that there's about a million guests in Georgia, in Atlanta area, so seven million today. The population of Georgia without the Super Bowl is 10 and a half million. The United States, 325 million. So you're one in 325. Population of North America is 580 million. So you're one in 580. The earth, they say, is a little over seven and a half billion. So you're one in seven and a half billion. Speaking of earth, here you are. You're somewhere on that. Do you feel small yet? Being one of seven and a half billion on that little speck called earth. And it is a little speck. Here's a picture of our earth compared to the sun. You're, you are on that little dot in the bottom left-hand corner compared to the sun. And in among things, there's a lot of stars bigger than our sun. And our sun as big as it is compared to the earth, is just a dot in the, our Milky Way galaxy. You'll see, see the sun in the Milky Way? As big as it is to earth, as big as earth is to us, there's the sun compared to the Milky Way, our galaxy, and it is estimated, and they don't know. Some say there's 100 billion galaxies. Some say that is a conservative number that there are many more than that. Mathematicians tell us, and I've heard this before, but I had to find out the truth that there are more planets in the universe than there are grains of sand on all of the beaches on our planet. And if you've ever been, I was at St. Augustine not too long ago, and I started to count, and I lost count of the grains of sand in St. Augustine. But as you sit there and look at that and to think about all of the grains of sand, there are more planets and stars than grains of sand. So among all of this, we are minuscule. And to find other words for minuscule, I went to the dictionary 
Other words to finish my thought are we are microscopic, nanoscopic, diminutive, miniature, Lilliputian, infinitesimal, teeny weeny. I promise that was in the dictionary. And teensy weensy and itsy bitsy followed teeny weeny. Aren't you glad you came to church today to find out how small you are? Before you feel unimportant, I want to blow your mind. Earth and the sun and the Milky Way and the universe wants you, turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you, because this is for you. He wants you to call him Father. You're not as small as you thought you are, are you? Before we get further, let's pray together. Our Father, thank you for our connection. Thank you that we do count. Thank you that we are not just some small, insignificant mass, but we are your children if we have a relationship with you. We call you our Father and you look at us as your very own and you take care of us and you love us and you provide for us and we can pray and talk with you at any time. So Father, bless our time today as we contemplate in this vast universe that you care for us and you sent your Son to die for us to give us eternal life through all time and all space. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So today we continue our series on prayer. And we're going to look at the first two words of the Lord's Prayer. Found in Luke chapter 11 and in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, last week we looked at Luke when the disciples asked him the question, teach us to pray. And today we're going to start with the prayer and we're going to just look at the first two words. But this is what Luke tells us about looking at prayer beginning at verse 5 of chapter 6. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Our screen has gone out, it looks like. I'm sorry, I'm in Matthew chapter 6. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners. They may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. And then he begins the prayer that we all likely know with two words, our Father. Jesus taught us to call upon the God of this universe, the maker of heaven and earth, Lord of lords, the king of kings, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end, our Father. And that is staggering to me. It is also when Jesus said it, incredibly revolutionary to people at the time because in the Old Testament, the people did not think of God as the Father. 
In the Old Testament, God had three primary names, Elohim, God the creator, Yahweh, God who keeps his covenant, and Adonai, God who is Lord, but they didn't think of God as Father. And up until the time of Jesus, the Jewish people revered the name of God so much that they didn't even say it. They took the consonants out of the name Yahweh, which is a guess, and the vowels out of the name Adonai, and they put them together to put, create a new name for God, Jehovah. The scribes who copied the Old Testament were required to throw away their stylus, their pen that they would dip in ink. They had to throw it away whenever they wrote the abbreviation for Yahweh because it was so holy. Not too long ago, I had a friend who was the caretaker at the synagogue next door. And once a year, they would have to dig a hole and bury all documents that had the word God on them in a hole. And now Jesus says, come close and call God Father. Now, Jesus could have said, when you say pray my Lord, and that would have shown his sovereignty over us and put a distance between us but Jesus wanted us to know something more than God's control of our lives. Or he could have said, call him dear master. In Jesus' day, master meant teacher, and it would have shown that you would listen and you're coming under God's direction, but Jesus wanted to show us more than that relationship. He could have said, pray my shepherd. That would have shown how he cares over us, but Jesus wanted us to know there's more than the protection of, and the care. He could have said, pray hail king about God being the king of everything and it would show his rule over us. But Jesus wanted to show us a better way to relate to God. And so he says, say, Father. And so if we do that and if we understand that, we need to understand then if he's our father, we're children of the king and we're not small and we're not infinitesimal or teeny weeny we are somebody. We have the ability to walk into the presence of God. No guards stop you. You don't have to make an appointment with a secretary. You're your father's child and you have direct, immediate access to him. When you pray, our father, you know that you belong to God and you can come directly to him. Now think about this for a second. Our father can be a really good thing or a really bad thing. Let me explain. When you were a child, did you ever hear the phrase, just wait till your father gets home? <laughs> yes, you did. You don't even want to think about those days, do you? Now those six words, just wait or wait till your father gets home, could be great news or a death sentence depending on your behavior. It depended. If your father was coming home from a trip, and I remember when daddy would go on trips, and we had expectations that he'd bring us something. Did you have expectations? When daddy was out of town, if he didn't go that much, when he came home, he brought you something. And so I couldn't wait till my father got home to get something that he was going to bring me. Or maybe when he left in the morning, he said, you know, when I, when I get back, we're going to play catch or we're going to play a game. We're going to do something. And you just couldn't wait for that time to roll around so you could play with dad. On the other hand, maybe you were misbehaving 
and your mother had had enough. And when he got home, he was going to take care of business. So the good news and the bad news is that God is as close as a father. He knows what's going on. Our joy or our shame depends on our behavior. As a father, I have two. I love it when my children call me. It happens weekly. I get a call from Tyler or Ellen several times a week. And I love it when I see their names on caller ID. I love it when they come to visit. My favorite times when I come home is when my kids' cars are in the driveway. It's just a special feeling that I love. I love it when they come to visit. Our Father loves it when we come to Him. And it's called prayer. He waits every moment of every day to hear from us. We can call him to ask him something. My children do that. We can ask him for direction. We can call him and ask for direction. My children do that. We can call on him to share a praise, something wonderful that's happened. My children do that. We can call him to have a burden lifted. My children do that. The worst thing that I can think for me would be if my children didn't call at all. I would not like that. God wants us to call on him. So pray. I also love in this prayer that we as believers are reminded of our connection when we use the word our, our Father. We are part of a great family. It's not automatic. It's for those that call on him. As you know, much of the world does not follow God. There are many without Christ. And it's our prayer that all of us today know him and can without reservation call him Father. I know the answer to the question before I ask it. You ever prayed and done it just really as a routine? It's time to have a meal and so, well, I'll say something. Or it's bedtime and you're tired and you've got a little thing you might say at night and so you say it or you get in the car to travel and you say your little prayer. And Sometimes it can be a ritual. If we truly realized who we were speaking to, the Father that created the universe, I think our prayers would be quite different. Years ago, I was looking for a piece of woodworking equipment. We lived in Indiana. And I found something. This was back when you looked at the newspaper to find things and classified ads. And I looked in the newspaper and I found something and I called and went to see. I remember it was raining. It was a little cool. I was wearing blue jeans and a sweatshirt and a hat. And I drove to this farm to see, I don't even remember what I was going to look at, but I remember there was these men out working on a grain elevator. They were beating on it and having a wonderful time, and it was not cooperating. And so they were using special words on the grain elevator. I'm not allowed to use special words like that. We took a vow in seminary not to use those words. But 
I was standing there in the rain, the blue jeans, the sweatshirt, the hat, and they were cussing like sailors. And suddenly one of them looked at me and said, you're not a preacher, are you? Hmm. That's been 30-something years ago, and I still remember. And why do I remember that? Because sometimes people don't know who they're talking to. And when you pray, and when I pray, and when we pray to our Father, we are talking to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the creator of the universe. Yes, you are one of a million in Fulton County, are one of six and a half million in metropolitan Atlanta, one of ten and a half million in Georgia, one of 325 in the United States, one of 579 million in North America, one of seven and a half billion on that little speck called Earth. But you have a father that holds all of that in his hands. When you pray, You remember that. Let's pray together. Our Father, today we thank you for who you are. And we praise you that you know us. Scripture says you know the hair on our heads. You know our thoughts. You know how close we have been or how distant we have been. And yet you, like a loving Father, want us to call on you. So, Father, help us when we pray not to fall into routine, not to fail to ask something great because you are the great God that created everything. So change us as your children. Let us seek you often, every moment of every day that we can. Let us be people of prayer. Together we thank you. We praise you for being so special to us. Forgive us when we take you for granted. Help us to grow every day in Christ. In his name we pray, amen. I'm gonna give you homework today. Choose a prayer request maybe you have given up on. Choose someone, something, and pray about that constantly for the next 30, 40 days and tell me what happens. Let's all choose something big. God bless you. Have a great week with your father.